Welcome to the Queenfidence Lifestyle Podcast with image confidence expert, Christy Kennedy. She turned a pink slip into the life of her dreams. Imagine having the confidence to do anything, the boldness to speak up in any setting, and the power to unleash who you were destined to be. Welcome back to another edition of Queen Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. I am super excited with our special guest on today. But as you know, the first thing is first, we do our mindful meditation and it's from Diana Hardy. It only takes one voice at the right pitch to start an avalanche. And this is one of my favorite quotes, and I'm bringing it back up because our guest today, Radha Ruparel, she is going to share with us some key insights as to how to overcome adversity. What do you do when it knocks on your front door? It's about our response to it. And let me give you a little background from Radha. She is a global cross-sector leader with expertise in leadership development and personal transformation. She has worked with CEOs, Fortune 500 senior executives, social entrepreneurs, grassroots leaders around the world. This brilliant leader holds a dual master's degree from Harvard. I did not stutter. I said Harvard University and is the author of the Amazon top seller, Brave Now, Rise Through Struggle and Unlock Your Greatest Self. Now, today we're going to look a little deeper into her story, and I can't wait for her to share with you, but I want you to think about the turning points in your life. As she begins to share jewels from her journey, I want you to put put that pen and paper to work today because I know she is going to deliver. And without further ado, welcome, Rada. It's so good to have you here on Queen Fidence Lifestyle Podcast. Christy, so good to be with you today. Well, you know, I am ready. We've been waiting (laughs) to hear from (laughs) you and we've made it happen. So let's just deep dive. We always like to do a warm get to know you heart to heart. Who is Rada? If there was one unique thing that you like to share with us about you that we would not know, we wouldn't be privy to. It's not on social media. What's a unique thing about you that makes you extra special in this world? (laughs) <laughs> Such a great question. Well, you know, one of the things that people might not know about me just, uh, just from social media is I grew up with so many global influences. So mm. my parents grew up in East Africa. Uh, my grandparents from, from, from India. I grew up in Canada. Mm. I live in New York City. My family lives all around the world. And so I think so much of who I am is shaped by that's being a real global citizen. Um, it's in my ancestry and, wow. it's, and it's in my life. Yeah. And now I work with leaders in 60 countries around the world. So that's something that's, uh, that's I think, unique about me. Ooh, that's so powerful. As you were sharing, I was literally getting chills, Rada. My uh-huh. goodness, you talk about destined to do your work. Woo. Yeah, I feel, I feel very, very lucky. I think it's allowed me to see people from, from all different walks of life and realize how connected we are. Mm, just beautiful. Just beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I would love for you to start us off with Brave Now. How did we get to Brave Now, the inspiration behind it? And if you could just give us the heart of the story, because those that are listening for the first time have no idea. Yeah. So let me tell you my story. So, I mean, you shared a little bit about the work that I do. So I work with leaders around the world Mm -hmm. to grow their leadership. Um, 
but this is much more of a personal story. Mm. Um, so April, 2020, mm. um, peak of the global pandemic. Mm. I am, I'm living my best life. I'm, mm. I'm living in New York city. I have a great job, amazing people around me, family and friends. Mm. Uh, all of a sudden one day, it's a Tuesday. I'm on a conference call, like a zoom call like this. Mm-hmm. And I start getting short of breath. Mm. Um, and a couple a couple minutes later, I drop off the call. And within, you know, the next few hours, I'm just completely bedridden. Um, and I just realized in that moment that I have fallen ill with this new, at this point, it was a new virus that everyone is talking about, which is yeah. COVID. And again, just to paint the picture of this, this is New York City I didn't even know at this point anyone who had gotten sick. Mm. Um, the, the the hospitals are, are in chaos. At that point, they didn't even have like the personal protective equipment, a face masks. One of my best friends was a doctor and she mm-hmm. said, there's just no beds here. Stay out. So basically that's the beginning of my story. And what happened is I felt, I felt very, very, very ill. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it for the first, uh, for the first few weeks. Mm. Um, and then for the, for the next months, even to this day, I'm suffering from what people call long COVID. So I've got a lot better, thankfully, mm. that I'm here with you today and we can have mm. this conversation, mm. but still many, many months later, suffering from, mm. from deep fatigue and racing heart and other symptoms. Um, so that's a bit of my story, Christy. I'm just um, sitting with it. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, 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 it's, it's hard to describe, uh, you know, going from a healthy, you know, on top of the world individual to my, my life crumbled in front of me. Um, but then brave now, what, what is brave, brave now? now? So, you know, when I, when I was going through this, this disruptive experience in my life, you know, an experience where I had to, Christy, I was, you know, I'm 40 years old. I had to write my will and have mm. that conversation with my family, right? Mm. I'm going through the hardest thing in my life. I'm dealing with uncertainty on a daily basis. Mm. Doctors who say, we don't know what to do with you. We just don't know. They're trying medicines that now are completely banned. Mm. I, I realized that Everything that I had learned in my life, mm-hmm. working with leaders around the world, how to develop inner strength, mm-hmm. how to deal with uncertainty, mm-hmm. how to how to slow down, how to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. I had to take all of that and live those lessons myself just to survive. Wow. And so that's what I started doing. I realized all these practices I've worked with others on, mm-hmm. I'm going to start using them myself. And that's what helped me get through this difficult experience. And Brave Now is a book where I chronicle it. So I basically wrote these 19 lessons for how do we be resilient? How do we connect with others? How do we find joy? Uh, and that's Brave Now. It's a book to, about how do you get through any turning point in your life? Because Christy, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a health challenge or the end of a relationship or mm-hmm. struggles at work, we're all going to face these turning points in our life. And I believe we have deep inner strength. And so the question is, how do we cultivate it so we can rise through any struggle that we face? Mm, right there. How do we cultivate it so we can rise? Can you give us some of those things that you practically use? Because you were saying there are different things you were teaching the leaders and now you're using them on yourself. Yeah, sure. I can share a few. I mean, you know, the first thing that I realized is that when we are going through difficult experiences, sometimes our tendency is to shut down and just deal with things on on our our own. And one of my biggest lessons was 
in times of difficulty, connection matters. Mm. And we might want to put on, you know, I, I call this our kind of invisible masks. We show up, we're strong, mm. we say we've got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I've kind of survived through my life, right? Mm. I've been a strong, tough leader. Um, I learned that growing up that mm. you kind of, you know, you just kind of, you deal with things. All yeah. leaders are going to deal with things. Right. Um, but Christy, I think it was going through this traumatic experience that I learned that everything I believed was, was not right. Ooh. You know, I, I've, I've discovered now that strength is not trying to do it on your own. Come on. It's learning how to reach out and, and, and ask for help. So that was one of my first lessons. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll share a story, Christy, that brings this to life. So okay. I, I had this um, coworker when I first fell sick who just started sending me a text message every day. Hmm. And it was very, very kind and very sweet. Now we were coworkers, but we weren't really close friends. And in the first few days, I would say, yep, I'm fine. I'm doing okay. I'll be back at work in a few days. And then one day I just realized I need help Hmm. and I need support. Hmm. And so she started reaching out and I actually started being real. (laughs) She's like, can I bring you anything? And I said, I'm struggling. Like I'm actually suffering. And I'd never said those words to coworkers before, right? I had this kind of buttoned up image that I'm strong and I can Mm -hmm. deal with things. Mm -hmm. To this day, a year and a half later, Mm -hmm. that coworkers turned into a great friend and was Mm -hmm. one of my biggest supports. Mm -hmm. And it was it was only when I learned to let down my guard and just be real with her about what was going on that I was able to get the support I need. Mm. But, you know, the other beautiful thing is I've now been able to support her, too. And so I think it's just. (laughs) You know, when we let down our guard, we yeah. also give yeah. an opportunity for someone else to let down their guard. So that's one of the first things that I learned. Connection matters. And we just need to drop our invisible masks. They're mm. not serving us. Oh, that's good. Drop the invisible mask. Wow. And I often say one of my favorite quotes on top of all of my other favorite quotes is everything we desire is on the other side of our fears. And so whatever it was that was keeping you and preventing you from reaching out what you needed was there. You said you got what you needed when you let the guards down. Yeah, I love that quote so much, Christy, because actually one of the things I've learned from this whole experience is mm-hmm. fearlessness, oh. right? So the thing, the things that used to scare me, they don't anymore because <laughs> when you think your life is hanging before your eyes, like all of those things, for example, reaching out for help, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just so scared to do that before. Or even telling someone how much I appreciate them. I thought that was scary sometimes. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's people, people, people don't talk like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, or writing. You know, I had I had, you know, loved to write as a kid and I'd never put my voice out into the world because I thought, gosh, you know, who am I? Right. Like, who am mm-hmm. I to put my voice out there? But when when your life is flashing before your eyes, all that stuff just disappears. And so that's the other thing that I've learned is. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly for leaders, particularly for women, sometimes we've suppressed our voice so much. But if there's yeah. something in you, mm. stop being so afraid because mm. we only have this one chance mm. and uh, the world needs to hear you. You have something to say. Mm. Mm. The world needs to hear you, ladies and gents. Wow. Um, Christy, one other thing that that, that I want to share mm-hmm. is a lesson I learned around compassion. Okay. And this is, you know, this is probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned. And it's something I have to remind myself on a daily basis, because as I mentioned, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still dealing with health challenges, even though now I'm back at work and, okay. uh, and, and doing a lot better. But one of the things that I learned through this experience is 
we are just so, so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And when we're not compassionate with ourselves, we can't be compassionate with others. Um, and so I remember like in my early days of, of, of the sickness, mm-hmm. I would read the news stories and they'd say, well, you know, COVID is a 10 day disease. And I'd look around and finally I started knowing people who got sick and everybody else was getting better. And I kept thinking to myself, gosh, is there something wrong with me? This comparison, right? Mm. We compare ourselves all the yes. time, whether yes. it's COVID or appearances <laughs> or what. Some, someone's there on that career trajectory or they yes. have a nicer house. Like we're comparing ourselves all the time. And can you believe it? Dealing with the sickness, I was doing the same thing. I'm like, wow, yes. they seem to have got it together. How come <laughs> I can? You know, it's, it's silly. I mean, I'm laughing now. Yeah. It's so, so silly when you say it aloud, but we do it all the time. So, You're right. One of the things that I learned is I had to learn to be compassionate with Mm. myself. Like I was going through a difficult journey. Mm. And so one practice I started, Mm -hmm. uh, this was about a month in after I realized I was being hard on myself, was a practice I do with leaders at work. Mm. And the practice is simple. It takes no more than two minutes a day. Mm. And at the end of each day, I would just acknowledge myself for something that I was proud of from that day. Mm. Now. At the beginning, Christy, I mean, no joke. It was, it was, I got out of bed. Come on. <laughs> you know, the, the next day I was like, okay, I walked five minutes, you know, with my friend. You know, one day it was just, gosh, I ate three bites of oatmeal because I wasn't even able to keep food down. Wow. Um, but then, you know, yeah. over time it was, yeah. hey, I wrote a few pages mm. and I might be able to share the lessons I have. Or I reached out to someone else who was sick and I was able mm. to help them, right? But it was taking two minutes a day to be compassionate and acknowledge myself for something that was working that was so powerful. And now I've kept this practice and I've now built on it, you know, think, thinking not just about myself, but somebody else as well. Like who's someone I appreciate from that day. And can I just reach out and let them know? Um, but I just believe we've got to be more compassionate um, with others. And that starts with first being compassionate with ourselves. Oh, that is beautiful. You have me tearing up. I had to get my tissue. That's so, <laughs> so beautiful. And yeah, because think about in the society that we live in, and especially as women, there's so much pressure. We see it on social media. We see it on magazine covers. It be this perfect version of ourselves. We know it's unrealistic, but it's ingrained in our brains. And subconsciously, we're trying to get there. And so we'll pick ourselves apart. And so to hear you saying, let me acknowledge myself for what's working. So it shifts the focus. And I love it. It's so powerful. Yeah. Just, you know, because again, in everything, our social media, just our media, the news stories, so much of, of, of what's around us is focused on what's not working. Yeah. And, you know, I just think that's such a horrible way to live. There's so, mm. we have so much, you know, so much of my book is around we have so much inner strength and wisdom already within us. Mm. So let's just start noticing that and let's give ourselves permission to live into that. We've got this light and fire within us already. And we spend so much time beating ourselves up for the things that are not there that we miss the things that are, that are, that are there. You know, I, I came to this lesson a few years ago because I think as leaders so often, Mm we get critical feedback, like what's not working. Yeah. We look at ourselves critically. And yeah. I started thinking, gosh, you know what? I, 
how come I'm not as organized or as productive as those other people out there, those fictional people who seem to have it all sort of, like they respond to their emails quicker, they get stuff done. And I had this coach, this, this beautiful woman uh, from New Zealand who worked with me and she just gave me permission to be myself. And when I finally let go of trying to be perfect and organized and as responsive and as quick on emails, mm. when I finally let go of that and I said, listen, I'm never going to be that perfect person on that dimension other people are strong at that. I'll be good enough. Then I was able to see, well, what am I great at? And I realized, you know, I'm super creative. Yeah. <laughs> like I can draw connections between things other people can't. And I've been so much time trying to be something that I was not, that I missed all that I was. And so yeah. that's just one thing I would say is like, stop trying to be somebody else. Stop trying to compare yourself to someone else and just look within and, and, and what's within you that wants to emerge and how do you nurture that? Mm. Oh, that was a mic drop moment right there. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. trying to be something that we're not and you miss all that you are. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I think particularly, I think particularly for us as, mm-hmm. as women, mm-hmm. um, we're in a society where there's so many, so many norms around us. You know, I, one of the things that I write about in my book mm-hmm. is starting to let go of shoulds. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, I should be, mm. you know, I should be the perfect career person. <laughs> I should be the perfect leader. I should be the perfect, you know, sister or mother. And, and we've got all these shoulds around us. Come on. And, and they're just, you know, yeah, they're constraining <laughs> us, you know, like, <laughs> It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. And we're, we're, again, we're constrained by this ideal version of how life should be. Yeah. And one of the things I believe is when we can let go of that, Mm-hmm. then we start getting access to creating our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Not having them be somebody else's life, but, mm-hmm. but creating, you know, and again, I found this with my, my health, right? I, so one of the things that's happened is mm-hmm. my doctor said, I, I can walk now, but I can't do any, any exercise beyond that. And, and I used to love to, you know, go to the park and run and play tennis. So mm-hmm. I was walking down the park the other day and I said, gosh, I should be able to, sprint like those other people. Like I should be able to, you know, be able to run. And that was Christy eating away at me. Mm. And then finally I said, who said I should, you know, like, right. You know, it's just, all right, let me just accept where I am right now. It doesn't mean I can hope for it or aspire Mm. for something different, but let me just be with where I'm at right now. And it made me realize Sure, there's a lot of people who don't have those accesses and those privileges. And, you know, again, I'm just trying to compare myself to this idealized version. I'm never going to be happy. But mm-hmm. when I can actually accept a little bit of where I am, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I stop resisting. And, you know, that day when I stopped resisting, I was mm-hmm. like, instead of resisting, I can't run or play tennis. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I can walk. And I have this gorgeous waterfront near me. And I been an hour and I walked by the beautiful water yeah. and I had a great day. <laughs> so I think sometimes, sometimes we just got to let go of this resistance. And all this beauty right in front of you. I love that because what I'm hearing is you exchange that ideal life for an inspirational life. And even as you become newly inspired with what you can do and what life looks like now, I mean, I'm sitting here in tears. So you get this ripple effect. So you traded the ideal for the inspirational because it's inspiring when every time you choose to be brave in your moments. 
Yeah, and and Christy, you said there's something so beautiful about that because you discover things, you know, yeah. when you discover new things. Like, and again, I, I've always said what we resist persists. So mm. when we're resisting, 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 mm-hmm. what we don't realize is that when one door closes, something else might open. Like another example of this was mm. um, early in my illness. I, you know, one of the things that happens is you have brain fog. You can't concentrate and. I love to read. I love to see what's going on in the world. Like I couldn't even watch, I didn't even have the concentration to watch television. So I was home alone and I was struggling, like nothing I could do. And I wasn't even allowed to go outside. And I resisted and I resisted and I resisted. I kept looking at the door that was closed. I was like, mm. I, I can't function the way that I used to. I was, I was, I was so angry. Mm. Finally, one night I just let go of that. Mm. And you know what I discovered, Christy? What's that? the only thing I could do was listen to music. So I started listening to music and I used to love to listen to music when I was younger. And so now I've just discovered all sorts of new music in this last year, you know, there's music in my life, or there's Mm. walks by the water in my life. And something you said before, Christy, really, really resonates. So this idea that you just said it, there's beauty all around us. Yes. And sometimes when we're just, you know, suffering, Mm -hmm. we don't even wake up and see what's there. And so now things like, I now notice the beauty of a breath of fresh air because I I had struggled to breathe. Mm -hmm. Or I now notice the beauty of taking a walk outside, something I used to take for granted because I wasn't able to do that, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that's it. We have beauty all around us. And if we just stop, pause and be present, it's just, it's just right there. You know, we don't even have to go searching for it. I love that. You know, I'm a, I'm a formula p- person. I love simple formulas. So you just you just gave it to us. stop, pause, and be present. Right, right. Isn't it? It's so simple. You know, it's um, it's so simple, isn't it? But it's this this idea of presence. By the way, this is this is kind of counterintuitive. So I'm going to share something that blew my mind. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, when I first got sick, so what would happen was I started getting back to work, but the, the illness would come in waves. So I would be able to sit up for an hour and then I'd have to actually lie down, sit up and then I'd have to lie down. And, and basically I'd have to have periods of work and then rest, work and then rest because my body was still, still getting used to things. Oh. And so, you know, in some ways I was losing half the day, right? I was losing half the day when I lay down, like I couldn't do anything. But here's the unconventional thing, Christy, the thing that Hmm. blew my mind is I actually felt like I had more time in the day. And you know why? It's because I had this post-it note that I put up, I put, don't waste the good moments. And so when I had good moments, I wasn't distracted. I was Mm. present. If Mm. I was meeting with someone, I would be with them. If Mm. I was working on a task, I would focus on that. And so there's something about when we're actually present, time actually expands. So it was just, yeah, it's mind blowing. So it's just, it's, Yeah. yeah, it's so, so powerful. And I'm trying to, you know, I have gone back to the busy, busy, busy world, but I'm trying to remind myself to slow down and just be in the moment and be with the person I'm with. That's so wonderful. I love hearing that. And I do it too. Like I, I am a recovering workaholic. I've been there. I've been a burnout twice. So I totally get, I'm constantly teaching my leaders 
how to incorporate wellness into their daily lives. And so on my my calendar, I write out all the appointments, all my coaching sessions, it wasn't speaking, radio, anything. And in that white space, I put breathe. I'll go to the park with the dogs. I'm walking around the block. I'll sit on the porch. Sometimes I go in my meditation space and let the instrumental music play. But yeah, to stay out of burnout land, I call it. <laughs> it's so important to just be. Yeah. And Christy, this, this, I'm so glad you brought this topic of burnout because I think especially for, for, I mean, for everyone, but mm-hmm. I think especially for women, we take on so many different responsibilities. And yes. here's a couple of things I learned about that. Okay. First of all, it is not selfish to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It is not, it is not at all. In mm-hmm. fact, if you mm-hmm. want to be, I, I think we should take care of ourselves just for the act of taking care of ourselves, not you know, first of all, that's what I believe, you know, that if we want to create, you know, I work in education, I want to create a world where students are well. And if we want our students to be well, we want our adults to be well, we want our parents to be well, we want our teachers to be well. And even in the organization I work in, I try to model that myself, taking care of my health, because Mm -hmm. I want my team to operate that way. So first of all, I think it's important just in itself, because Mm -hmm. otherwise, what are we, what are we striving for? But the second thing I've learned is, Mm -hmm. It's also so powerful for your leadership because, you know, we know that if you are go, 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 you're not getting enough sleep. I mean, the the science of learning shows you're not going to make good decisions. Um, You're going to bring stress to other people around you. That's going to prevent them from making good decisions. You're not going to be as creative. And so when I got sick, I had to take forced breaks because my body would physically shut down if I didn't stop. So if I mentally exerted myself, I, my body would shut down. I could be bedridden for the next day. And so I ended up having to start taking hour long walks in the middle of the day. And I have to tell you, Mm -hmm. it's been the best thing for my leadership because when I quiet my mind, Mm -hmm. I now have Mm -hmm. spaciousness. I have Mm -hmm. better ideas um, if I was going to walk irritated into a meeting, I have time to pause. So I don't show up in that way. Now, I'm not saying I've got it all perfectly right. I still mm-hmm. have a ton of work to continue to do yeah. there myself. But it just made me realize, you know, taking care of ourselves, it's not selfish. And it's actually going to make us better, stronger, wiser, mm. uh, more centered leaders. Mm. Oh, spaciousness. But even when you mentioned, the stress, if you're feeling the stress and how it negatively impacts those in your sphere of influence. Yes, exactly. Because, you know, we think about as leaders, so much of what we think about is what we're doing. Like, did I get that task done? Did I get that email done? Did I, you know, uh, do well in that meeting? We're, we're so focused on what we're doing. Yeah. But I actually believe that leadership is much more around who are we being. Right there. Right. Because, you know, if I show up and I'm anxious, I'm going to create anxiety in a room. You know, if I show up and I'm stressed, I'm going to create stressful decisions. But if I show up and I'm open Mm -hmm. and I'm clear headed Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, you know, I'm showing up with creativity and ease and playfulness, that's what's going to show up in, in the, in the room around me. And that's where I think we're going to do our greatest, most generative work. So I think, you know, let's not focus so much on what we're doing. We should also be focused on just who are we being? 
you hit it on the head right there, Rada, because I thought about when we were growing up, the question we often get was, what do you want to be when you grow up? It wasn't, who do you want to be? Oh yeah. I love, I love your reframing of that question, right? Like, who do you want to be? And, <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I, um, I think, you know, and if you want to make it really simple and practical, mm-hmm. I try to have a word or two. And so for me, generous, that's mm-hmm. someone who I want to be, you know, mm-hmm. generous. That's how I want to show up in the world. And so, um, you know, generous and open. And so those are just words. I actually have a little whiteboard right mm-hmm. right in front of my workspace and I write those down. And oh. so that I can actually presence myself to them before any inter- interaction. And again, it's not like every day and every moment mm-hmm. I'm perfect and I perfectly live into it. It's a lifelong journey of living <laughs> into it. But yeah, the art of being, it's as simple as being clear on who do you want to be in the world and then practicing that in every interaction you have. Mm, mm, mm. this is so delicious so delicious I know we're coming close to the end of our conversation and I I was curious you know from your book you talk about stopping the negative self-talking because we hear that a lot and we touched on it just a little bit but I love how you mentioned how to turn those bad days into minor off moments for the person that catastrophizes and they have they start their morning and something goes awry and it, it ruins their whole day. What easy tip do you have for that individual? Yes, such a great point. So here's one of the biggest things I've learned. Our language and what we say to ourselves, like the, the words we say to ourselves matter. Mm-hmm. And so what I started realizing, so this, this started to happen to me, Christy, I'd wake up in the morning and if I wasn't feeling well, I'd say, oh no, this is going to be a bad day. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened, Christy? Yeah. After that, everything that happened, it seemed bad, you know, because Uh, that's all I was looking for. mm. And so I realized that with small shifts in our language, Mm. we don't have to throw the rest of the day down the toilet, you know? (laughs) Um, So what I started doing is I started being really, started listening to what I was saying to myself. So first of all, I was like, okay, I'm telling myself I'm going to have a bad day. Let me change that in a small way. So I said to myself, okay, I'm having an off moment. Mm. And you know, what's so powerful about that, Christy, first of all, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, overly positive or overly optimistic. I'm being real with myself. Like right now things don't feel good, Mm -hmm. but by saying I'm just having an off moment versus a bad day, that means that in the next moment I could have a good moment. So I'm not, you know, filtering everything through this bad day filter. Mm. And that's as simple as it is. So I would just say my, my trick to you is number one, start noticing the things you're saying to yourself. In fact, get a pen and paper and just start writing them down. Cause you're going to start noticing you say the same things over and over and over again. Yes. And if you find a couple of things you say over and over again, just pause and see, is there a way that you can reframe it? You know, another example is I used to be like, ah, oh, it's Mondays. <laughs> I have stopped, I, I stopped using that language now because I was like, you know what? I do love my work. And I'm like, by just saying that I'm putting it into the space, you know? So I was like, you know, I might change it to like, I had an incredible weekend. I'm sad it's over. And I have something I'm excited for this week. You know, it's just, it's so silly, but the things we say to ourselves shape everything. So mm-hmm. I would just say, Start noticing your persistent phrases mm. and then just be creative. Like put something in place instead that doesn't shape your whole day in that negative way. Mm. I love how you said that persistent phrases. 
Right, right. Yeah. And it's the funny, it's the funny thing is if you actually start writing it down, first of all, you're you're probably gonna be like, I cannot believe this is how I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I would never, I would never talk to someone else like that. Then you're gonna have exactly what happened, Chris. You're gonna start laughing. <laughs> you write it down, you're like, wow, this is kind of crazy. And then after that, after you have a little fun with yourself, you'll start saying, wait, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm. And so that's it. I mean, that's 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 one of my final lessons, Christy, is like we this work of looking inwards and developing our inner strength, it doesn't have to be all serious either. Yeah. I laugh at my I laugh at myself all the time when I start yeah. noticing the things I'm saying to myself. I mean, initially it's hard because you realize how badly you're treating yourself, but mm. after a while you realize you're just human. You can have a little fun with yourself. Mm. And that's in that spirit, you can let it go and try something new on. Mm. Mm. Massive, massive, massive insights today. It's so rich with wisdom. Thank you, Rada, for sharing your heart, your brilliance, your life with us today. Who are we being? Ladies and gentlemen, that is the question of the day. And Rada, if you could leave us with one final thought to ponder as we start this brand new week, you know, what would you like to give us to focus on? Yeah, I would just say this, Um, you know, my book, it's titled Brave Now, but Mm -hmm. I don't think bravery is meant for a select few. I think Mm -hmm. in any moment we can choose to be brave. You know, we can choose to get to know ourselves. We can choose to reach out to others. We can choose to have the courage to share our voice. We can have the, the, the courage to share ourselves in different ways. So that's the final thing I want to leave you with. We all have inner strength within ourselves and in any moment, mm. in just a simple moment, we can choose to be brave. Mm. So I just encourage you all to discover what that means for you mm. and have some fun with it. And, give it a go. <laughs> and have some fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. In any moment, we can choose to be brave. How empowering is that thought? Where can they find you online, Rada, and even your book? Yeah, so you can find uh, find more about me and my book online at bravenowbook.com or it's available on Amazon, Brave Now, Rise Through Struggle, Unlock Your Greatest Self. Mm. Amazing. Thank you again. I appreciate your time. Woo, we will never be the same. Get the book, ladies and gentlemen. What an absolute joy to have Radha Ruparel here on Confidence Lifestyle. And listen, this is going to be the journey of a lifetime. Have fun. How many times did she tell us to have fun? So for my perfectionist, let go of the resistance. Stop, pause, and be present. Wow. I will see you next week. Make today a great day. Thank you for listening to the Queenfidence Lifestyle Podcast with image confidence expert, Christy Kennedy. May you find the strength to stand and the courage to conquer insurmountable obstacles. Visit us online at www.queenfidence.com. What is life without sparkle? You were created to shine. It's time to do what diamonds do. Wellness is wealth and life is limitless.